You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that could be playing the new Zelda right now, but isn't, so you better be grateful that we're here doing this for you. (laughs) I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Hit. I'm Samantha. We have a fantastic show for you this week. Uh, We're going to be talking about the uh, Tears of the Kingdom a little bit. We're going to be talking about uh, other stuff, but first... Let's get into some check it outs. Check it out. I took a kind of low energy there at the at <laughs> going into it. That's all right. That's all right. It's a weird energy this week, but that's okay. So I I have played Tears of the Kingdom for about hour and a half. Mhm. Um it seems like it is very very good. Uh, it seems like it's got a lot more going on than just being more of the same. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can build megazords. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really haven't gotten far enough into it to give any sort of deep critique of what's going on. But so far, it seems really good. Yeah. So this is the sequel to uh, Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was a uh, launch title for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, also one of just one of the best video games Nintendo has ever. Produced. Oh, absolutely. Really, really well done. Uh, fantastic open world. Great story. Great, uh, a great feeling. Great looking. I mean, everything was good. I mean, it and, definitely gave a lot of life uh, to Hyrule. Yeah. And and the more and the more I see about uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the more it seems like it's uh, not just more of the not to say saying more of the same sounds reductive, but it's really not. Because it what it was was good. Yeah, more of the same would have been fine, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not that. It has so much more going on, well, it good. seems like. Good. Good deal. Good deal. I will be waiting a couple a couple weeks to pick it up. I'm I, I've decided not to be an early um day and date uh for it, but uh I'll let everybody else I'll live vicariously through the rest of the universe for uh, a little bit. Somehow. Somehow. Ganondorf has returned. <laughs> no, they explained it pretty well why he's around. It's a, the <laughs> opening the opening like sequence is very cool. Oh, good. Good. But that's all that's all I want to say about it right now. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't want to give we don't want to go into spoilers because we can't really because we haven't played it that much. And uh yeah, let's give it some time to percolate and get our opinions on it. Uh what else have you guys done? Uh we saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Okay, um, it's another one that we don't want to get spoilery on because it hasn't been out that long. Sure, but I think it's my favorite one of the three. Really? Yeah, Which really is good. okay because I was going to ask because from what I've been reading, it's not performing quite as well as past marvel movies yeah well marvel as a whole has been kind of on the backslide on the the decline which is a shame for this movie because it's very good i've heard (laughs) very good things about it my folks went and saw it last weekend opening weekend and really enjoyed it and um i heard it definitely is more of a rocket movie yes it is it is very focused on rocket which i enjoyed because i'm very much done with like star lord's sad man problems yeah i you know what rocket it's it's rocket's turn for for a focus i mean plus in the current comics rocket is the leader of the guardians (laughs) so 
and it, it does touch on Star Lord's sad, sad man problems a little bit. But of course, of course it does. Course, but course enough, it does. enough that it's not annoying. It, does, it or, doesn't detract from the yeah. movie. Yeah, and all all the characters are so well written and well developed, and mm-hmm. they you know they act the way you know and love them to to act. <laughs> James Gunn's strength really comes in um, writing ensemble casts. Yeah, I think. And oh yeah, that's why the Su- the Suicide Squad was so good. Was as good as it is. Um, makes me wonder what kind of ensemble he'll put together for Superman Legacy, mm. because that is a mostly you know singular kind of focused story, at least on the outset. But you know, if they build up some kind of crazy you know yeah supporting yeah. cast to go along with them, you know, should be oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like animal cruelty stuff that you you may or I mean, may that, not. That like, is depending. the one thing I I keep seeing from uh, some folks online because you can't get away. I I'm terminally online yeah. and I can't get away from reviews. Uh, that is the one thing that I keep seeing a couple every once in a while. It's like this is great, this is great, this is awesome. It's the best one. Da da da. And then one person will go. I didn't like that animal stuff. Boy, I, boy, I couldn't watch that animal stuff. I mean, it's rough, but. It serves narrative purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the comics, Rocket's backstory is kind of sad. Yeah, and it makes the villain, the high evolutionary, like, I, nasty. <laughs> I hear they do nothing. Uh, they don't fall into the Marvel trope of trying to humanize the villain. Oh, no. They That they made a, 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 a conscious effort to make him know, this guy is messed up. You are not supposed to like him. And he's probably one of the best villains they've done high evolutionary in the comics has is really fast is a fa- fascinating uh character um yeah, and the the guy that plays him and i forget what his name is mm-hmm. um did a really excellent job it's really cool really really cool character that he's so evil <laughs> yeah and he's and he's done a couple of uh i i can't recall the guy's name either but he's done a couple of gun uh projects as well he was in peacemaker he was the oh um, yeah yeah he was the, he was the guy with the with the alien or whatever right inside him yeah yeah spoilers for peacemaker the peacemaker's been out long <laughs> enough it's fine it didn't dawn on me but you're right well because he he has like a stretched out face for most of the movie, he but... he looks like robocop without his mask on yeah <laughs> which is a joke that they make in the movie oh really oh yeah. awesome okay great great um, I thought Nebula was extra good. They gave her more screen time well, than they had I mean, before. The last, good. The last couple projects that Nebula was in, they've they've beefed up Nebula as a character, yeah, which is good because she's great. And yeah. uh, Karen Gillian yeah. is great. <laughs> I hear that the movie really kind of ends the trilogy in a place where they they don't need to go back to the well anymore. They're the guardian story can just be done. Yeah. They, at this they point. tie it up really good. There, there's still places it can go, they, sure. but it's different directions. They, they can be now, they can now be relegated to like background, you know, yeah. Character but show it, up in a thing or whatever. But and, it does tie the whole thing up really well in good. a really nice way. That's good. That's, that's what the series really needed. Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's the thing that I think a lot of the Marvel movies, especially once they get got into the Marvel machine, are, are, are sorely lacking is any kind of uh, satisfying conclusion. The one thing I've seen that I don't like is I don't like the way Groot looks. 
I didn't like it in the Christmas special. He changes a lot throughout the movie. So oh, okay. don't don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> and I and I've also heard the, a lot of the the explanation is well, the Groot that we saw in the first one spent most of his life on Groot planet being surrounded by his own people. This is a Groot that has grown up around with, around other people and has morphed himself to look like other people. Well, not even more not so much morphed himself, but has just been influenced had outside influences that have shaped the way he's grown up a nature versus nurture sort of situation mm. also this this is a, like good movie level cg groot not the weird mascot suit that they had in the christmas special sure yeah <laughs> he looked like hot garbage oh he, he did, did. He, did. Well, he, looked, he looked like a groot cosplayer yeah yeah but then again they they've the, as as good as that Christmas special was, and it was fantastic. Oh yeah, they filmed it for twelve dollars and a pack of gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, there's a reason why they spent most of the Christmas on Earth on Earth yeah. in one neighborhood. <laughs> they probably tricked Chris Pratt into being in it. They probably told him it was the scene for the movie. More than likely, <laughs> yeah, more than likely. But uh, uh, but no, I'm glad it was. I'm I'm glad it was good. Uh, I I am looking forward to. I am going to see this one. Yeah, there it, was. I I've I've avoided a lot of the Marvel movies recently, but I am going to. It, it's a see shame they're one. on the downslide because this is one of the the good ones. I, trademark. I have a feeling. Um, not to be a negative Nancy, and not to be like, oh, superhero movies are on the backslide or whatever. But they are though. <laughs> they, they they are. But um, I have a feeling when we are look when the when the fad is over, and people are looking back on it in retrospect. I imagine they're going to look at this one as being like one of the last good ones. Probably. I mean, Bla I mean, Wakanda Forever was so good. Yeah. That was such a good movie. That's and also it. one of the only other ones I've watched, because I haven't watched the new yeah. Ant-Man. I haven't watched Shang-Chi. I didn't watch Black Widow. Those were all pretty good. Black too. Widow's fine. Black Widow was pretty good. Shang-Chi was excellent. I don't know. I just the the Marvel machine. I well, I'm beating you a dead. The, you yeah. mean the Disney machine? The Disney well, machine. They, I'm I'm beating a dead horse. I've just, said it a million times. They already. just need to take a couple years off, or just focus on the TV stuff. Uh, do and do like a Star Wars, or put out a movie a year. Yeah, and not multiple. Yeah, I mean it was fine when it was one or two movies a year, well, yeah, like, and well, not like you know. A hundred. Star Wars put th out three progressively worse <laughs> movies, and then went. That's that's uh, uh take pump the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes on this for a while. That's hey what they hey. What do people like? People like Boba Fett. Let's give them another. Let's give them Chrome Boba Fett. Yeah. And it worked. Chroma Fett. Chroma Fett. Give, yeah. <laughs> give us time to miss the Marvel characters and universe, and then bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all you need. But they, they're not they're not gonna. Yeah. Because they well, it always needs to be more money all the time. Continuous growth forever mm -hmm. is completely sustainable, and it's never gonna stop. <laughs> that's ex exactly yes. It's never going to end. It's, it's money, money, money forever, and it's never gonna stop. <sighs> the Disney machine go. Yeah. Everybody get excited for live action Little Mermaid. It's money forever. Money, money, money. <laughs> So, um, okay, so the one thing that I kind of did uh, over last weekend, it was free comic book day. Yes, I was also there. Yeah, uh, we were there at different times, though. Yes, I, yes. I was able, only able to stop out for a couple of minutes. I had um, other things going on that day. But um, we stopped out at the local comic shop, uh, Thunder Fury, here in town. Yep. And it was it was impressive. I was impressed it by the was, crowd. It was hopping. 
Yeah, they had a lot of stuff going on. They had people in costume. They had um, and they had a co- they had a cosplay contest. They had a too. cosplay contest. I know uh, a buddy of mine was doing a miniature painting session. He he had a bunch of he had like primed a bunch of like zombie figurines mm. or whatever, and was going to teach people to do that. They had uh, booths with uh, local art vendors. Oh yeah, there was a, there was an artist alley uh, with all local artists. Yep, and that was pretty cool. They had including uh, my sister, including your sister. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you, uh, we, they had, uh, food trucks, I believe they were, at least they had announced food trucks. I'll say what food trucks were there? I was I saying, mean, I didn't see any food trucks. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I, and they might've shown up eventually, but I don't know. they, uh, I they mean, had announced it a couple times. I mean, times. Thunder Fury owns the hot dog stand They do. Now. They do own Thunder Fury hot dog stand. Yeah, that is true. But it was a lot, um, it was a lot of fun. I was very impressed and also, there was that, I don't know if you saw him, but there was that little kid war machine wandering around. That was very cool as well. Yeah, I saw a lot of the pictures and stuff. Little that was tiny war machine. Little tiny war machine. It was pretty cute. It was pretty great. Coming to Disney Plus this mm-hmm. fall. <laughs> my little war machine. My little war machine. Ar- Armor Wars babies. <laughs> Titanium tot. Yeah. <laughs> Pepper, Pepper Potts is the is the is the nanny, and you only see her legs. The boy droid mm-hmm. instead of man droid. The man droid is boy droid. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Lad. <laughs> That's a Young Avengers joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you guys watch the new Muppets Muppets Mayhem? Show? I no, will I be watching that this it. weekend. I, I did not get a chance to. It just came out last week this week i don't know mm-hmm. it did just can't come out we were about three or four episodes deep because we didn't want to like run through it all at once you got to savor your muppets content oh these days come out all absolutely the time. yeah um so far it's really good though it's really funny good pg muppets comedy <laughs> good that's what it, yeah uh, that's yeah what, what's what that needs to be yeah some some great puns and fun puppets and like so do they do it like, a, is it like a behind the music for like the Electric Mayhem or how do they do it? No, it's it's like, it's not like a faux documentary style or anything. It's just a a show. Okay. <laughs> that the, the main character that I think Lily Singh is her name plays mm-hmm. is, is a uh, assistant to a record executive at a, like a washed out record label. Mm-hmm. And she's going through their papers and finds that the Electric Mayhem owed them an album. And also, the Electric Mayhem have never actually produced an album because they've never stopped touring their oh, entire lives. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so it's her job to like organize the Electric Ra- Mayhem, wrangle the Mayhem, <laughs> yes, wrangle the Mayhem into producing a legitimate album. Interesting. And th- that's the conceit of the show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a really good conceit. And the Electric Mayhem have always been like some of my favorite characters I of mean, the Muppets. It's got Animal, and Animal is yeah. one of the most iconic Muppet yeah. characters. Period. And there's some really great Animal. Stuff oh, I'm sure in there the is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, Animal's in that one weird insurance commercial. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a scene with him and uh, and Ben Schwartz, mm-hmm. and Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. himself. Where he's like a a job placement guy trying to get Animal a job, and <laughs> okay. just and just them riffing back and forth on that premise alone is really oh that's funny. good that's good. It does, it, uh, but this series it doesn't do that thing where like all of a sudden Floyd Pepper's going to have a a a serious uh, moment or anything like that that where they learn a lesson or anything. I mean a little bit because it's an Adam Goldberg produced okay, show. Yeah. So it does kind of have the same beats as like a Goldberg's episode. Okay, would. sure. All right. 
Well, that's fine, but though. But it's still good. I mean, I like yeah. the Goldbergs. Yeah. But but if you watch enough Goldbergs, you definitely, like, figure out the formula pretty quick. Sure. People always hug in the third act. Yes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that the Goldbergs, it was also supposed to be formulaic because it was mocking an 80s sitcom yeah. while also being said in the eight, about being about the 80s. But, like, the episodes we've watched so far, it's a very similar, like... Oh, really? Some okay. sort of, like emotional mistake occurs and central plot we're yeah. in the third act yeah yeah but it's, okay but it's enough well, that fits. It's fun that it's fine yeah that's fine that fits that's all right and it's it's just silly enough and there's a lot of fun cameos too cool because that's the muppets uh, you got yeah. to yeah you got to i'm sure it gives a lot of uh uh music musical artists and stuff like that yeah uh opportunity to show up and stuff that's cool <laughs> Billy Corrigan is in the first episode. <laughs> oh, was he standing off stage eating a bag of chips? Yeah, kind of. His, yeah, because that because that's what he's known for now is is uh, the the Zwan concert that he was that he just walked off stage and was just eating a bag of potato chips <laughs> while the band was just doing their thing because uh, boy got hungry. <laughs> God, Zwan sucked. <laughs> like as much as I love the Smashing Pumpkins, Zwan sucked. I am just okay with the Smashing Pumpkins, so I have no problem saying Swan sucks. Yeah, yeah, I, they're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. No, yeah. no attachment really. But yeah. it was a funny, like, kind of big get to show oh, up cool. in the in a Muppet show. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Man, I really liked that Muppet show. That was like The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really well done as well. I'm still mad that it got canceled because mm-hmm. it was so good, ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. 100%. While also being kind of behind its time because it was an office ripoff. Yeah. yeah well, it it came out too early to make it on streaming. Yes. That's yeah. what that's what I meant by ahead of its time. Because on streaming, that would have lasted. Five oh, yeah. Seasons. It, it would have. Yeah. It would have. It would have killed it. Is it would have been a, the, It would have been a tent pool Disney Plus show. This show kind of has a similar vibe to it. But oh, it's really? Not, okay. It's not as adult as that okay. was. But it is. I don't know what it is. because it's Muppets because it's both Muppets. It's the Muppets. That's why it feels so yeah, and it's, the, it and, it, and it's the Electric Mayhem. It's it's funny how some of the Electric Mayhem puppets themselves, Muppets themselves, mm-hmm. clearly weren't meant to mainline a show. Sure, because like two out of the four of them or whatever don't have any sort of facial like. Oh yeah, Zoot has no eyes. Yeah, Zoot has no eyes. Lips's eyes don't move. They're closed. Yeah. Um. Floyd Pepper can only Floyd and Animal can move their eyebrows. Right. <laughs> and Dr. Teeth, the only facial movement he has is his sunglasses go up and down. Like they're clearly side characters. They were meant to be side, yeah. But even then, that's what makes it even better. Like, mm-hmm. These characters deserve to be explored, I think. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's good. I, I am looking forward to checking that one out. Um been meaning to. So cool. Yeah. It's it's an easy watch. They're you know, 29 minute episodes. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see a Muppets show in the style of Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that feels like it would work. Or- it's called Karate Kermy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I mean, like with the voiceover narrator, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but of course it wasn't. <laughs> They could just they could just bring the Muppet Show back as it was. As it was, they could do that as well. Yeah, 
I mean, that's what Muppets Tonight was, and that sure. was good. Sure, Muppets the, Tonight was in great. The 90s, yeah, yeah. With um, what was the new guy's name? It was uh, uh Kevin Clash was the voice. Yeah. Oh my god. What was the new guy's Clifford? Yeah. Clifford. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, no, I always I always like Muppets Tonight. That was actually well, no, that wasn't my first. That was my first televised Muppets. Yeah, as it came as out, as it came out. Thing. Yeah, yeah. My first Muppets were was, reruns on Nickelodeon. Uh, mine was the Muppet movies. We we had them on VHS, and I damn near wore them out. <laughs> I mean, I watched syndicated episodes of the of the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. I definitely did watch some of the Muppet movies more. You know, like uh, I actually might have watched Muppet Babies before I watched the Muppet Show. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, you know what? That's true. Muppet Babies. I mean, I watched Muppet Babies. I watched Muppet Babies, and I distinctly remember the Star Wars one for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah, the Star Wars one and the Indiana Jones one. Yeah, which are like one of the first times I can remember pop culture media getting referenced in other things. Also, Roman the Robot Monster is in an episode. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> In this new one, they they show Animal as a baby, and it's a different design, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, great! They they, they baby Yoda animal. He's he's only on screen for like two minutes, but they but, can sell a toy. Yeah, of course they will. But it is the most adorable depiction of Animal I've ever seen. Oh, that's great! And I've never really I've never been a fan of his Muppet Babies like stupid bonnet look. Yeah, no, not a huge fan <laughs> this of that. This is much better. Oh, good. Cool, cool. Uh, as a kid, I'll be honest. I mean, gr- as an adult now, Muppet, the Muppet movie is number one top tier. But as a kid, I liked the M- Great Muppet Caper a little better. I don't think I've ever seen the Great Muppet Caper, honestly. Oh, it is. It's good. I mean, it has a. it's v- much more British. It's much more British, British humor. And it has a plot to it. <laughs> Like there are stakes to it. There are. It's, it's not just a road movie where yeah. they go from place to place, do a funny thing, and move on. Aren't they like playing characters? They are playing yeah. characters. Yeah, it's a movie within a movie kind of thing. There's a point where uh, Kermit, Kermit, and Miss Piggy are arguing, and for about half a second, the argument turns into like a real life <laughs> argument. <laughs> and, and Kermit's Kermit goes, you know, just real quiet, like off, almost off mic goes. Piggy, I'm I'm sorry, but we got we gotta finish the scene, <laughs> and then it picks right back up. But there's a, like a lot of British humor. There's a lot of British actors and act and, and actresses in it. Um, well, they they filmed so much of the Muppet stuff in the UK. Oh yeah, Lord Lou Grade's uh, office and stuff like that. You know, was over there. That's where they did everything. But uh, yeah, I liked Muppet Caper a little better. Is that the one with the red bikes at the end? No, that's Muppets Take Manhattan. That's Muppets that Take Manhattan. No, Manhattan. this one's the one where Charles Grodin is the is a villain that steals the baseball diamond, which is a a, a <laughs> rip on the hope diamond. And it and the joke is it looks like a baseball, and the uh, the mat that it's sitting on they're coming down from the ceiling, and it looks like a catcher's glove. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good joke. I yeah. forgot about that. And they have, a, and it's it's the dumbest recurring joke. But at three or four points, Kermit says something about how we're going to catch those crooks red-handed, and some and one of the other Muppets doesn't matter who they just go, 
what color are their hands now? <laughs> it's such a Muppets joke. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just such a groaner. But by the fourth time you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, they said it. It's, it, sound, it sounds like a Fozzie joke. Yeah. It's like the icy patch in the Muppets Family Christmas. Yeah. We, we watch that at Christmas time on YouTube because that's the only place oh, you can right. see it. Yeah. And there's a running gag where everybody slips on the icy patches. They're coming in the house. Yeah. And that's such a fun special because it it crosses all Muppet it has all, barriers. It has all of them. It yeah. has yeah. It has uh, Bean Bunny. It has um, well, no. It has Sesame Street. Sesame guys. Street. It has Fraggles. Fraggles. And it has the Muppets, which is why they can't uh, show it anywhere. They can't legally show it anywhere. Right. It's because, so many different things. Yeah. The and the Jim rice. Henson's at the end. He's yeah. doing dishes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we are going to dig into. All sorts of cool, very interesting, very pertinent news. So stick around. This is Gail Martin. Hi, this is Carol Kelly. We'd like to invite you to join us for our gardening and outdoors show here on WZMO. We talk about observations and insights about what's happening from week to week with plants and animals in the woods and fields around us, as well as what's going on in the garden. In the Green Outdoors airs Saturdays and Mondays at about 9.30 a.m. right after the second cup. We hope you'll join us. Hi, I'm John Schnabel of the band Six Miles to Nelly. My good friend Greg Dunham has a show here on WZMO, and it's called Long Play. He just plays full albums front to back. Now, I'll admit, I've never really listened to the show, but I'll tell you this. Anything Flash does is going to be first-rate, well-done, and thought-provoking. I invite you to tune in on Friday nights at 11 and Saturday afternoons at 3. Check it out. I guarantee there's at least an outside chance that you may or may not find long play, at least at the minimum, somewhat enjoyable. Hey, we're back from the break. Are you back from the break? We hope so. Anyway. Because <laughs> yeah, here we are. Because here we are. Starting. We're going to keep going whether you're back or not. So that's fine. We're going to get into some news. Good transition. Thank you. Thank you. A fresh new take. A fr- uh, you know what? I was listening back. I was editing back last week's episode. And I realized I say the exact same things Every single time we do the show, I mean, I have I, kind of a uh, more than you guys. I have a little bit of a script, and I, I don't want that. <laughs> well, I feel like that's pretty much every news outlet says kind of the same thing. Yeah, so we're, we're freshening it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to be every news outlet. <laughs> we're that's right. So anyway, let's talk about some stuff. Um, we have um, a weird smattering of news. I don't yeah. know if it's the most important news out there, but there we are sure it. things that <laughs> happened. Things keep happening Thing, out there. Whether we like it or not, things keep happening. Uh, let's get the big one out of the way. Let's talk about the writer's strike. Oh, boy. Let's jump right in. Start with the negative and slowly build back up to positive by the end. I, I can't wait for all of my shows to get really bad in six months. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough going well, for, for serialized television. Well here's the thing. Pretty much everything's on hold right now because of the strike. Which I'm fine with the strike because Oh I am absolutely one hundred percent behind the strike. Yeah, yeah we're 
Yeah. A lot of it is like, because like writers and stuff that work on like a lot of streaming shows mm-hmm. aren't paid their fair due because there's no metric for them to measure, you know, streaming content. And that is a, a weak argument. That, oh, I know. That I know. companies are making yeah. about that. The fact that like some big, like of all the big media companies, which I mean, I think there's like five and they own like a billion of everything. Yeah. There's five and then they're owned by three other companies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All until, help. And it all boils down until everything is owned by Disney and Hasbro. <laughs> and, the, and the Shineheart Wig Company. I think that's the 30 <laughs> yes. rock joke. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, these CEOs of these, me, these media companies get huge bonuses and stuff. And a lot of writers for these super popular shows um, are on are on assistance and can't pay their rents or their mortgage. Or they can't afford to live in the city where they have to go to to write the show. Exactly. They yeah. Do. yeah. So they're on strike. So power to the worker. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 100% behind the, behind the strike. Listen, uh, writers are important. And oh, yeah. they, everyone should get their fair their fair wages. I t- and <laughs> I tell you, which is the dumbest thing I, I've the, one of the dumbest things I've read since this whole thing started was like all of the late night shows are basically on hold. SNL is on hold, and the fact that these these late night shows are all helmed by accomplished comedians, and yet they don't even write their own jokes anymore, blows my mind. I remember back, uh, there was a strike. I saw some video of it. There was a strike back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and Letterman kept going, but he would just do nothing. I think he, I think for a half hour, he threw televisions off the roof of the building <laughs> of, 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 his, of his studio. I think it was back when it was the Light Late Show or whatever. Oh, man, that'd be dangerous because old TVs are heavy. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he, and he purposely found um, bit parts on his show to get the writers to come in and pay them to be on the show um, without having them write anything. I think one, he just brought in one of the writers and they just had a conversation for a half hour, just shooting the breeze about nothing. Talked about nothing for like a, for for a well, part of the show, so like the ninth season or whatever that Seinfeld was. Yeah, the, yeah. the two thousand seven Larder Strike. Conan was out there, like oh sure, giving his all every night during the strike. Mm-hmm. Actually, did some pretty funny stuff. Well, because Conan is actually an accomplished writer. Yeah, it's true. And Conan's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to Jimmy Fallon, who it's, or yes. Jimmy Kimmel has never been funny in his life. <laughs> I heard the I heard the James Corden show is like basically dead. Oh, they oh they canceled he, it. He's yeah, done. Yeah, he's, done. he's out because nobody likes him. Because well, nobody yeah, likes yeah, him. nobody likes yeah. James Corden. Um, take so, that uh, car karaoke or whatever I, it's called. I'm I I did a Facebook post the other day about that. I was thinking about that carpool karaoke. It's it's funny that that's his thing because he seems like he would throw a huge fit if he had to carpool like out of necessity. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have heard like out in the public he is a real dingus yeah there was some stories about him being really rude to wait staff at restaurants and stuff. it doesn't uh, it doesn't sucks. surprise me yeah also no one should ever be rude to service individuals ever yeah no sure no well i mean no, people, never you that. shouldn't be rude to people in general yeah. but well, yeah especially service workers yeah um i I'm, I'm surprised colbert isn't just going on if anybody could if anybody, if anybody could, could do it, do it's, it's Colbert. Could, yeah, Unless, but also, but also his shows on HBO. So I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all all I no, know you're thinking is thinking John Oliver. That's all. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Uh, all I know is there are a lot of people who are big fans of Succession are currently looking at the season two of Heroes and going, oh, God, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hope it doesn't happen to us. It's already done, though. It's oh, already yeah. done and it's ending. Okay. the last season. Oh, so. this is. Okay. Well, then that's well, that's good, at least. But like, I, I just remember the the, the 07 um, strike where season one of I watched Heroes religiously every Monday night Heroes at nine was o'clock. Good. The, first the first season was some of the best television I had ever seen. Save the cheerleader, save the world. It's still in our lexicon despite it being 15 years old. But then the writer strike happened and season two was truncated down to nothing and it never recovered. Nope. It never recovered from the nope. writer strike. The circus and everything was terrible. It was starting to come back in season four, but eh. season three was nothing. Was nothing. And then they did Heroes Reborn. And oh, oh, I forgot blah. about that. I have that, I have that uh, sitting on my PC to watch. I have yet not watched it yet. Henry Zabrowski's in it. The, the last podcast guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make fun of him a lot for it because it bombed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, yeah. Rider Strike. I don't understand why these... Well, I mean, I do understand why these corporations won't pay their pay employees a decent wage because it's you know because they're evil because yeah, they're corporations exactly. <laughs> you know there are no ethical rich people so I anyway the money. yeah the money we need all the money <laughs> <laughs> yes they're all hoarding things like they're freaking smog hiding in a mountain i did see a writer's strike picket sign that said uh pay us more or we'll spoil succession yeah is good that's yeah. good that's there's a good. lot of good picket signs they're, the picket signs have been because the writers writers yeah because they're writers yeah of course <laughs> So, okay, uh, let's move on to some other things. Some things that are probably, chances are all of these, all of our uh, following news articles are going to be affected by the writer's strike because it's all (laughs) media that includes writing. But we're going to talk about it anyway. I mean, I feel like pretty much all media is writing. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're penning something yourself, it's writing. Except for this show, All Improv Baby. 90% 90% of it. Yeah. I Sometimes I pre-write the intro. That's and by true. Write, I mean, write it in my head. That's but true. Well, you, well, you got to stop now because oh, yeah. writer strike. Solidarity. Solidarity. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Don't be a scab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about, uh, we have some game news, I guess. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. Man, I'm going to preference this for the audience. A lot of this news is sort of <laughs> we we have some some crumblings of some game news mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah. uh the game hollow knight silk song the sequel that was originally a dlc that got too big is Kinda like zelda <laughs> yeah it's it's Oof. uh it being pushed back yet again surprising no one yeah. I feel like i feel like any game is getting pushed back anymore well this one has been pushed back for so long there are, it's it's becoming the people are comparing it to the half-life Half-Life 3? Half-Life 3 about how, oh, it's just around the corner. It's going to come out eventually, and it never did. Or Ubisoft's Skull and Bones. Yeah. Yeah. And this is only their second game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. Uh, This, from what I understand, it's like a lot of feature creep and stuff like that. They keep Mm. adding stuff to the game because they think it's going to be cool. Mighty Number 9. Well, Mighty Number 9 was just bad. It (laughs) It wasn't feature creep as much as it was too many skews. 
It, they had too many consoles. There were too many problems with it, and it made me cry like <laughs> an anime fan on I'm prom, prom night. night. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> that ad, also, that ad was the worst. Yeah, that stunk. Oh, like, that stunk you, on ice. Who do you think is the main demographic for your anime game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's getting pushed back. Um, Street Fighter Six is coming out. It's going to be out here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, Capcom has teamed up with Udon Comics, as they normally yeah, do. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. Uh, Udon, they make quality stuff. I mean, they don't make anything original. It's all <laughs> licensed property stuff. So, Lego. <laughs> Basically, Lego anymore. used to make original stuff. <laughs> I know, right? They still make city sets. Yeah, yeah. Well, te- I mean, technically, it's part of the Lego movie universe. Yeah, actually, they announced a new theme um, a couple weeks ago called Dreams. With some Z's at the end. Is it like it, dragons and stuff? I think there's fantasy creatures, but it's okay. based on like going inside people's dreams. Oh, interesting. So and it's so, a so, completely so, original. So it's a big so it's a big blanket term so they can just make whatever they want. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> so so there's gonna be one where like the Lego person is nude in front of a state <laughs> yeah, on a stage in front of people school. or all and then all their teeth are going to fall out. While they're taking a test for a class they didn't go to. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. I have a recurring nightmare of when I was uh, in college and still um, pursuing art in college. Briefly, I had a recurring nightmare where my right arm would fall off. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I get the fallout teeth. I used to get the teeth fallout one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my, I, I was uh, so stressed out about uh, art and college and stuff and the future that I would have a recurring nightmare where my right arm would fall off and I would no longer be able to do art. When I was a when I was an early teen, I used to have a reoccurring theme in my dreams where no matter what I was dreaming about, in some scenario, I would lose a leg. Oh, or, or part of a leg. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. It's almost like, you know, the adventure time, you know, uh foreshadowing of Finn losing his arm all the time mm. until he finally did. Like, I mean, I hope yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm short enough as it is. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a Cotton Hill runner with no th- shins. But then peg leg. I know, right? Pirate times. <laughs> I already got one eye. Let's there go. You go. There you go. <laughs> I, get, a, I, get yourself a pirate and you're, or a parrot and you're good to go. I had a dream last night. I was waiting in line to get Splatoon 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure that was a dream and not just, you know, something that happened? No, it was a dream. And I don't know why it was Splatoon 3 because I was very clearly thinking about Zelda and uh. getting it. But for some reason, my, my brain's like, Splatoon 3. Well, sure. Because the last Splatfest was Zelda themed. Yeah. Uh, there you go. No, I anymore, I have the uh, you're at work dream. Dude, I have so many work I dreams. Wait, I wake time. up feeling like I've worked eight hours and then have to get up and go to work for our, you our, know, over our, eight hours. Our jobs should just also clock us in for our work dreams. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I mean, it would, be, it would be thematically appropriate for me. I know, right? Sleep, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, the uh, uh, Udon comics and uh, Street Fighter, that's who we were talking about when we got into all this. Yeah. They we are... told everybody about our dreams, which I'm sure is very exciting I, radio. <laughs> why not? <laughs> At this point, why not? Uh, they're putting out a prequel comic uh, to kind of lead in some of the stories going into Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter Fighter 6 is the not only the newest game but it is the most recent in the timeline because there for a while they keep they kept looping things back 
for the longest time, Street Fighter, no matter how far they went, Street Fighter 3 was always the end of the timeline. Well, now this takes six takes place after the timeline, which means Alpha 1, 2, 3, Street Fighter 2, um, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 6. F- uh, four? Fine. No, it goes 2, 4, 5, 3, 6. And one doesn't count. And one doesn't count because the Alpha series is a remake of, is technically a remake of the original Street Fighter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we learn why uh, Ken Masters, the uh, palette swap for uh, the main character, (laughs) White White Ryu. Red Ryu. Ryu. We find out why Red Ryu is a hobo now, living on the streets, getting into fights in his his sweatpants. He got got in with that bum fights guy. uh, Well, I... (laughs) I mean, that remains to be seen, but he uh, lost his company due to cryptocurrency, <laughs> a timely thing. It's a, it's a cautionary tale for all those crypt bros. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale. You'll Do end up it. doing tatsumakis on the street yeah. for quarters. Yeah. I, I wish that uh, Square Enix would make these kind of jokes instead of just making more crypto garbage. Well, that's yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But so there's... So there's that. What other game Actually, news? Actually, I think the executive at Square Enix that kept pushing that did get fired. So they, A guy they hired is also a crypto guy. Oh, Boo. boy. So yep. they got rid of one and got another. Cool. They they got another that is better at marketing the crypto. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Pal- he wasn't, the old guy wasn't doing crypto well enough. Because there's a way to do it. Good. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Palette swap crypto. Yeah, so uh, there's another fighting game thing. Um, Ed Boon officially, unofficially announced uh, Mortal Kombat 1, the sequel to Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> yes, the the reboot of... What are Mortal- numbers? Yeah. I know. What I are know. numbers well, these the, days? The logo guy just has to take one of the Roman numerals off. That's and then true. Yeah. Or not Roman numerals, one of the numbers off. They, just yeah. they, they took a page out of uh, um, EA and DICE. When they made Battlefield 1. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently this is a timeline reset, so it's going to be... You know, like they did like two games ago. And they did two games ago. Or no, they did in 11. They also did in 7? They've reset the timeline like three or four times at this point. And I it, have a feeling it's being brought more in line with the movies. It doesn't matter. It's all dumb garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's Street Fighter. It's, or, or it's, it's Mortal Kombat. It's yeah. all story and fighting games is interesting, but ultimately not important. Yeah. Well, like Mortal Kombat is especially bad. Yeah. It's all a bunch of like junior high notebook scribbles. Like, but that's the charm, though. Yeah. That's the charm. Yeah, people just play it because they want ultra violent street, or they all want ultra violent. See, punch-ups. I love the lore though. I love the stupid lore. The I mean, fact that Johnny Cage keeps taking breaks from the U.S. military so he can make more movies, <laughs> movies based on the on the plots of the other Mortal Kombat games, <laughs> where he substitutes himself as the main hero each time, instead of you know Liu Kang, Liu Kang, and um. Oh geez. Hat. Well, Cassie Cage was the was the canonical winner of one of them. And that's his daughter. Uh yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> Hat, is his... Hatman. Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Kung, well, Kung Lao sucks. Everybody hates yeah. Kung Lao. I like Kung Lao. He just throws his hat. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm he's a also, hat guy. He's also <laughs> a, a, a a whiny baby because his whole his whole uh, personality is I am the descendant of an old hero named the great Kung Lao. I have an inferiority complex about how I will never live up 
to either my my descendants honor or my cousin Liu Kang. Didn't they murk him real bad in the movie? Incredibly. Too? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Incredibly. And he spent at this point in the game series he has been a zombie he, he's been a not a zombie but a revenant because he's a mystical zombie. <laughs> he's been a revenant longer than he's than he was alive. Re- no, revenant at least the it, skeletons that have rocket launcher backpacks. That's it. Well, that too, yeah. At least at least he didn't get turned into a robot like almost everybody else in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> true. Oh, the cyborg? Yeah, the cyberlinque. They're ninjas, but also robots. Mm-hmm. They're ninjas, but also robots. Smoke. Uh... Smoke. Rain has been one for, uh, at one point. A Cyrax. Sector. Um, the second uh, Sub-Zero was temporarily, but he got better. They should put <laughs> Rosie the robot from the Jetsons in. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah, her chest just opens up, and it's a meat grinder. Yeah, she had, and she can shoot the net out. Like she can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they well they already have that with uh, Cyrax, yeah, so though. That's the, she can do that. Too. Yeah, she's got she's got like rocket fists, like that one giant Japanese robot. Oh yeah, yeah. But like ah, this the the plotting of Mortal Kombat is stupid, and I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's it's so dumb. You can tell they put way too much thought into it for what it is. Too. Uh-huh. You can tell they're trying really hard, but it's just not. It fails, and that's why yeah. it succeeds. It's, yeah, it's like a bad movie. It's sincere, and it's awful. That's, that's, that's exactly it. It is 100% sincere. It is the most serious thing, and despite a Scorpion always being a bad guy... He is Ed Boon's favorite character, yeah, so also, he's always got to be the, on the box. Yeah, but he's, he's got to always be the hero for I mean, I mean, he's literally the logo of the company. <laughs> yeah. In the last game, they went to extreme measures in order to not only um, kill off the modern day living scorpion so that they can reintroduce a time traveling past demon scorpion <laughs> but then also convince past demon scorpion that he is actually a-, a good guy <laughs> so that he can look like the demon scorpion and also be a good guy man this feels like that one stupid comic where doomsday was kind of a good guy but then doomsday turned around and killed a kid yeah yeah it, it, it's it's kind of like that i mean venom lethal protector makes a better jump to make venom a good guy the one thing that i love more than anything is they keep making raiden just the worst <laughs> he yeah. always messes up. he yeah. always messes every time Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see did you see that clip? Mm. It was like some sort of news clip covering a, a con and the, the lady's like, There's all kinds of wild things here, like a man dressed as Kung Fu Panda and it was just a, a, a larger it, man dressed as as Raiden. Oh no. Oh no. It's like why did, why did you have to go at him so hard? <laughs> Because she watched oh. Kung Fu Panda three, and then the opening cinematic, he he's, wears that. He's got the hat. He, he's got that hat. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's it so is, good. It is very clearly uh, Raiden, though. Oh like. man. Oh, I love it. it. There's that one YouTube video where that guy goes to cons and and purposely uh, mislabels <laughs> mislabels people's cosplay. Oh, I love. I when, think those are kind of funny. When they used to do that with the a la cards from Helsing, they would call it uh, Carmen San Diego. Uh-huh. Somebody with a red jacket. Yeah. 
Vash the Stampede, <laughs> Carmen Sandiego. I would love to go to a convention and go up to every Deadpool and say, hey, great Spider-Man costume. Yeah. Or remember that time that we were at the convention? <laughs> and you, call, you called Falco? Falco from Star Fox. I said, oh, man, that's a great Toucan Sam costume. He, just shook, his he shook his head, put his head down and shuffled away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be I fair, mean, Falco was, looks like Toucan he Sam. He does look like Toucan Sam. And I didn't know that it was Falco, but... <laughs> trolling on a on, yeah. a, on a on a professional level <laughs> yeah uh so we have a couple of really quick uh, hits uh yeah. and then that's we... what he gets for having a bad smash main well yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just all he is is a color swap star <laughs> All right. So speaking of Mortal Kombat, apparently they're working on the second movie. Well, except for except for the writer strike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Carl Urban is in talks to portray Johnny Cage, the movie star slash uh, mystic warrior with with the green kicks. <laughs> I liked that stupid Mortal Kombat movie. I did too. I thought it was good fun for what like like you would want from a Mortal Kombat. It's movie. stupid. And that's what it needed to be. Yeah. Is stupid. I did the uh, plus. I had my boy Cabal in it. Yeah, and Cabal's great. It looks like Darth I mean, Vader with sickle swords. It had Natara. And Natara, cool yeah, vampire lady. And, yeah, I immediately. <laughs> at, least, at least it's not Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I didn't even mind like the audience self inserts. Oh, the main character. guy. Like, yeah. Oh, he was fine. Mad about him. I'm like, it's fine. That's the. That's just the device they chose to use. I honestly thought fine. at the end of the movie he was gonna say, "Well, you know what? I think MMA fighting. It's not for me. Hollywood. That's what's for me. I'm going to change my name <laughs> to Johnny Cage." I seriously thought that's where they were gonna go. Yeah, but they could. They could have. They could have. But now they. But Carl Urban is a good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. I can't think of anything i've seen that had him in it that i didn't like yeah he's he's consistently a, a delight dread in, in is most... excellent hey um, hey 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 disney since you own fox now how about we put a proper ending on almost human i wish it's never gonna happen <laughs> oh I, but I wish i know i love that show that was a great show he was a good uh mccoy on was a star trek very good mccoy yeah, he was a very good mccoy he was great as uh, what's his name, the Destroyer in. Oh. Uh, Drax? He's not Drax. Not Drax, no. but um, the ex- Executioner, the Executioner, the Executioner in yes. the Thor movie, yes. where he kept just looting Earth yeah. for like <laughs> stuff, stuff. And the that fact, was a good joke. And, and, yeah. and at the end of the movie, when he's got those two M16s, stand, and he's he's pulling the Doom cover. Yeah, he's literally doing the Doom cover. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. The old school Doom. Uh, s- some other things that are getting sequels. Dodgeball. No. Why? Sometimes you can just have a good, uh, funny, a good dumb movie, movie and just let it let it be. See, yeah. Dodgeball. I think it was a great movie and it said everything it needed to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good jokes. It's quotable. Yep. I mean. People to this day still say, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And that's not even the best line in I the know, movie. I know. But that's the one everybody knows. Yeah. That, that's one of the, it's one of the top comedy movies of its time, sure. I would say. I mean, it's no Anchorman 1. No. Nothing which, is. No. The <laughs> first, but it has Steve the Pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, our fr- you know, uh, Alan fr- Tudyk. Yeah. Fr- friend of my brain, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that don't need sequels but are apparently getting them, Beetlejuice 2. 
Yeah. This is like announced like for real hardcore. Like today. This is going yeah. to happen. Winona yeah. Ryder is attached. Uh, Jenna, Jen, Jenna Ortega. Jenna, Jenna Ortega, Ortega is going to play her daughter. And then Which, Michael sure. Keaton's going to yeah. be the, the juice man. <laughs> and it's he's bringing gonna, back the juice. He's bringing back the juice. The it, juice is loose. Oh. I hope that's the tagline. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is Beetlejuice going to drive a white Bronco? Uh, <laughs> no, it's striped. It's white and black Yeah, it's striped. white and black stripes, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a sandworm. Uh-huh, yeah. Sandworms. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, sandworms. <laughs> you know what? Michael Keaton's been making a resurgence, so... Do whatever. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean... I mean it, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the Flash, but I want to watch Michael Keaton as Batman again. <laughs> that's why I will watch the Flash for free. That's, in that's some save, other way. Save the talk about the Flash later because there's we have voicemails. Oh yeah, we oh, have. Right. Oh, speaking of, let's you know what? Let's jump into them. We yeah, got voicemail. Yeah, it's about that time. So we're gonna play the voicemail jingle. Hey, do you remember that from from Cartoon Planet with with Brack? Do you remember it? Man, I forgot we even did this bit but because also, no one ever sends us voicemails. Yeah, but who? Yeah, I was gonna say whoever uses their phone other than telemarketers. Okay, so I have not heard these. Cody, you have, I right? Have. Uh, has anyone else heard them yet? I heard one of them. Okay, so I'm gonna play one of them, and we're gonna see which one this one is. Hi, I'm an average viewer, and I really like the podcast. And what are your thoughts on the new Flash movie? Thoughts on the Flash movie? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've kind of talked about this a bit over the over the last few months, but I mean, <sighs> I've seen the trailer a couple more times since then, and yeah, it, it, it's it, conflicting. Yeah, it conflicts me more every time. Yeah, I like Ezra Miller can go walk off a cliff as far as I care. Sure, but Michael Keaton coming back as the '89 Batman, I. So here, I, that Supergirl, really cool. Supergirl, oh, yeah. that oh, Supergirl yeah. cool. is very cool. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Michael Keaton is coming back is very cool, and he says the things. He says, "Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight." He Look, says, "You want to get crazy? You want to get, get nuts? Yeah, let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts." Yep. Uh, he says, "I'm bat." He says he introduces himself as "I'm Batman." I'm I get Batman. it. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Uh, but I don't know if I don't know if that's going to be enough. For me to turn and go, okay, I will see this movie, and I'll tell you why. It's it's partially Ezra Miller. I th- it's the the actor has made it very difficult to separate the art from the artist. Oh yeah, uh, they've they've made it incredibly difficult. Also, the fact that you know other actors have done not quite as bad things, and their careers are almost getting you know sunk right there. Yet they are allowed to. Keep. Helm a multi-million dollar exactly. huge tentpole film. And the the other thing, I think the thing that I'm actually more kind of about is how many years are we removed from Man of Steel? At least at least 10. Oh, yeah. Right? At least 10. We're still going back to Zod. We're still going back to the initial invasion Start. of of Kryptonians. In 10 years... DC in its current state has not been able to move past this one point. And I'm sorry, I didn't like it the first time I watched yeah. this story when it was in Man of Steel. 
I doubt very seriously I'm going to like the same story remixed. That's a good point. There, there's so many. It was villains. a bad movie. To, it was a bad start. To it the is a universe. case of Arrested Development <laughs> and not the good show. The actual term. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many good DC villains too. They could do literally anything because yeah. also, here's also the, the thing that Zod was. It's made a movie. They could just write whatever they want yeah. <laughs> and do it. But and yet. They keep coming back. Well, it's and it's not just this one. Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman loops back around to it because that doomsday monster thing at the end of Man of Steel is the, supposedly the body of Zod transformed. The Shick Razor Man? Yeah. Yeah. They loop back around to that. They loop back around to it in, in Justice League. And here they are once again going back to the well in the flash it's it's like if the mcu was all building on one specific character the whole time it's well, like if it's, had, it's if had well, one narrative thread i mean no i it would more than that it would be like okay here it is uh avengers uh infinity war and it, they're going up against the chaturi again i mean they kind of did because they go back to the battle for of a scene yeah. For Asin, if the if the ultimate climax was, hey everybody, we're going to get on a spaceship and travel back in time to stop the Chaturi again, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Oh, and, yeah. and if all the other characters like didn't have their own stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I I will watch the movie out of obligation for this show. I will not go opening weekend. I may not even see it in the theaters. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. Oh no! Yeah, I'm not seeing it either. But I, I do kind of want to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I want to. But that's that's the dumb. Morbid curiosity is going to get the better. But also the fact that why does it even matter? Because with with James Gunn. Oh yeah, it's all getting going down the. It's all getting rewritten anyways. all All the Snyder trash is going in the bin. Yeah. At least we get to keep Blue Beetle. That's true. True, and also Blue Beetle looks good. Yep. Thank you for the voicemail. We appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we, we have yes, one we more Thank here. You. Thank you, average viewer. Yes, absolutely. Other tr- other voicemail. Here we go. No, no, I'm sorry. Well, good thank talk. you very hey. much. Yeah, good no, talk. No good problem. Talk. No, no problem. No worries. Hey, appreciate it. We appreciate you. Yeah. I like that they didn't just hang up after they heard the voicemail message. Yeah. <laughs> they just, okay. Well, I mean, they had to let us know, and I appreciate yeah. that, you know. But uh, anyway, we've hit uh, the end of the show, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or support our Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staffnerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on that very same hotline we played messages from just a minute ago. The number is 419-561-5556. Uh, leave us a message and we might play it on the show. We just did. We just did. And listen, judging by our second voicemail, you call us. We're going to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank uh, Parker for helping us out over at the Facebook uh, page and also David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. I'm Batman.